Are you uh, good on coffee and I'm water? Good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, so here you have a cold open for us. I, I do not. <laughs> the floor is yours, What do you always <laughs> have to say when I have a cold open? Uh, you for your first I actually, never had I actually came to the table unprepared with a cold open. You got a hot open? Turkey sandwich. What? Huh? Oh oh. 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 Okay, okay. Like an open face <laughs> yeah, sandwich. Yes, yes. I wouldn't say a turkey sandwich. I haven't had is an a good face. I haven't had a good open face sandwich in a long time. I don't think I've ever had an open face sandwich. Is a pizza an open face sandwich? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. It good. definitely is. Um All right, cold open. So the other day. I don't know what the situation was. I think it was uh, when you were doing your little secret Santa bullshit, and oh, I was, yeah. we were sitting in the basement, mm-hmm. and I was serenading you with guitar. Oh, that's right, and I was kind of falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you had said, isn't it crazy that all the songs ever are on that? Yeah. Like, when every you, song ever can be yeah. can come out of that device in your That eyes. reminded me of a quote. Uh, who, who, who's the sculptor who did David? Is that Michelangelo? Mm, I believe so. Okay, interesting. I think it was him who said, like, when he sees a block of marble, mm. he, he, like... The sculpture's done. He just has to chip away to get to it. Wow. And that reminded me of what you said about Dude, the that's guitar. Beautiful. Like, it's all there. You just have to, like... Yeah, it's a blank page that has the words there already. Yeah, well, not <laughs> no, it's not the same no at all. <laughs> Is that how you try to do all your essays I actually, in college? Yeah, I chisel away at the paper, and words come out of it. It's great. You hand them in, it's like, why yeah. is there a bunch no, of that, claw marks I, I, I guess you could sheet. say that the words are in the pen, and... Whatever. Yeah, well, like it's a beautiful thing. Out. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so that's your cold open. That's all you have to I mean, tell. I thought that's you were going to have a cold open, me. and that was it. I mean, there's going to be a cold ending. All right, man. I guess this is the fireside. <laughs> Whatever. Q, is that, was that Q and Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I guess that was... <laughs> Ryan, help us out here, please. Please. Welcome to the fireside. Cockadoodle don'ts. All right. All right, here we are. The second episode of the new year. Second ep. That means we're doing well, right? <laughs> we're not doing well, but we are, <laughs> we're getting by by the skin of our, what is it? Skin of our teeth. Shoes. Yeah. Um, so here we are. Oh, oh, hold on. Can you pass me that lighter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to. Since Adolfo is really upset that we didn't actually have a, uh, a fire wait, at this. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'll get the logs ready, though. I'm gonna get the logs. I don't have I don't have a, a lighter, but oh, those are matches. Oh, God, can you pre- please actually? Oh, Jesus, no, stop, Kevin! Did Jesus? No, it's right by the mic. <laughs> Jesus what? fucking Lord! To get the sound. Let it be known that Kevin just lit a match into the microphone. Not even like they near the it. microphone, into the microphone. It's all right. It's the fire side. Holy fucking Christ, welcome, dude! You know welcome, I don't like that. Welcome to the fires. All right, what the fire's can lit. We talk about that or what? No? Yeah, sure. Why you don't what? like fire? I've told you many times. You haven't told them. All right, so boys and girls, listeners of the Fireside Podcast, the most ironic name now that you think mm, about I it. I know. I have a phobia of fire. I bet it's been getting better, mostly because when I was a, a youngin, maybe four or five years old, I remember. Um, also, to preface, my dad has been a firefighter, volunteer firefighter, for his entire life, most of his entire his adult life. Yes. So I remember waking up one morning, four or five years old it's like two in the morning i come crawling downstairs because i hear my, my bedroom's upstairs mm. so i come downstairs uh i remember hearing sirens and loud noises and bright lights and all this shit and i come downstairs and uh, my mom is just staring out the window at this house next door just ablaze completely on yeah. fire the entire building it had to be demolished the next day 
I remember watching that and like seeing people coming out of the building like fucked up, like Stop. burns, and they're like patting them down. They're like, "Oh shit!" And I just remember my like my mom just staring forward to like a tear coming down, and I'm like, "Oh wow!" And I think like that's my first memory of seeing what fire and shit like that is at like four years old. We didn't have to talk about this. <laughs> uh, well, there it is. There it is. Uh, so now when and now hold on to reiterate, it's not that I don't I'm not afraid of fire it's when idiots are in control of the fire like so me. I remember yes ah, okay. I remember Doug would be like yo let me show you this Zippo trick and it's like and it flings gasoline at me oh, or the yeah. lighter fluid at me yeah. and I'm like don't like that Yeah, don't no. fucking like that that's not cool so now every time someone's like hey look at this light and they put it in my face I'm like I fucking hate you wow and there we there we go it's my traumas it's all out wow. there now Kevin I'll, I'll make sure I never do that ever again <laughs> Again, what you did was light a match directly in front of my mic. Yeah, well, I figured uh, the I'm striking actually, sound. I'm be... shocked that there's no, like... What are you talking? There's no so, damage. No, so. All right. You have a fire phobia. I think I have a fire fetish. But that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. fine. I mean, <laughs> which is worse, honestly. Mm. So, the fire's lit. Here we are. I think we have a... Uh, we have a... Uh... This is going to be a, a heady episode. It's a very... Oh. I, I feel like... So last weekend, we were moving Samantha in. We were driving back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, like, a very just, like, whatever question. And I've been thinking about it ever since. And I think that's kind of what prompted the episode. Do you remember what you asked me specifically? Verbatim? I, uh, it was about wearables, right? Wearables. Yes. Wearables. We were talking about, like, being on the forefront of design. You're mm-hmm. like, we should be learning oh, that sorry, stuff now. Sorry, do you know what it was? We were talking about Joseph in your office. And you oh, said that yeah, he yeah. got in on on app development mm-hmm, mm-hmm. early, right? And yeah, I was like, I yeah, wonder yeah. what that's going to be. Like, what is it that we can get in early on? Mm-hmm. That's how that conversation started. And then we started talking about wearables and how, like, yeah, pretty much the status of wearables now. Yeah. Actually, you know, so we had a, a professional outline today mm-hmm. where we were going to start with the wearable and going to go to iPad. But I think I want to reverse that because that makes okay. more sense. Yeah, that's I'm cool with So that. my office mate, Joseph, like you said, he got in on app design when the iPad had just become a thing. Mm-hmm. I think what we I was like a, a sophomore in college when the first one came out. And it was kind of like a gimmick for the most yeah. part. Like it was just a big iPhone. I recall, yeah, at the time it was like there's nothing that this can do that an iPhone can't. So it made no sense other than just reading, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like reading I, documents at a larger at, scale. At that point, I'd say it was inferior to like what the Kindle or the other things that yeah. were out because it had the awful glare on mm-hmm. it. So... I feel like the first version of the iPad didn't really take off, but no. that's where Joseph got right on board at the forefront of this thing and became an app designer. That yeah. was like a new career. Like no one was designing things specifically for the iPad. Yeah. So, or, I remember honestly, iPhone iPhone apps at the time were quite stupid too. I mean, they were, they were gimmicky. Yeah, yeah, this was back in the time where you had like. The lighter, back to lighters, like the, the Zippo lighter app. Yeah. You know, I, I saw a meme that. like that recently. It was like, what a, what an odd moment in history. It was you know? fucking strange. I, I had this app that was just like gunshot sounds, you know? Mm. And I would I would turn that Everyone up in my that, car yeah. like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it was so stupid. But there was nothing advanced at the time. Yeah, it, was a, it was a time where like that technology was a gimmick more than anything life-changing. Yeah. And then I remember Joseph started his career making apps that would do storytelling through the technology of the iPad. So he did a few, uh, for some big game releases that were happening at the time, there's Mass Effect 3, the new Tomb Raider re-release. He did these, like, interactive stories of, like, the the creation of the games where you could, like, 
scroll through things. You can play a video and then like go go in different directions. Yeah, that's cool. And it was like revolutionary, at the, yeah. revolutionary at the time. Like no one else was using the iPad in a way that was more interactive than you know fucking mm-hmm. shooting a gun mm-hmm. sound. So. And then you said, like, should, is, should, what should we be learning now? What, what yeah, are we on the yeah, forefront yeah, now? Yeah. Um, well, the iPad at least took a turn once the pencil came out. So I had... I had like two years ago. Though. I know, I know. How it's, long has the iPad but the thing been out? It, like, yeah. eight years now? Yeah. It's only been recently that I find it to be a useful tool in an everyday situation. Um, because I my first iPad was an iPad Air. And it was great mm-hmm. for, you know, in meetings and stuff, I would take notes. and But otherwise... I had no use for it. I didn't use it every single day, you know? Uh, but now I find myself using it, you know, maybe five times a week. And I'd say about 80% of the graphics that we put together for the podcast are done oh, with yeah, the that's iPad. Just, that's you just know? iPad. So do you use your iPad just as a drawing tablet? Um, for the most part. For the most... Uh, yeah, I would say primarily. That's um, what I find weird about the iPad is I feel like it's still eight years now, however long it's been. It hasn't found its groove. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It's emulating a drawing pad or it's emulating a yeah. something. Like... Yeah. That's why if you haven't... If you're unaware of Joseph, which I'm sure most of you are, check out his work and see, like, some of the examples of how he's doing, like, interactive storytelling through the iPad. Because it's the only time I've ever seen the iPad do something original really? and not just try to emulate something else. Cool. Are we closing that chapter? <laughs> I would say <laughs> all right, so. Yeah. Let's, uh, so, all right. Then that spun into, like, wearable technology. Yeah. Where I said one of the professors at Montclair, Tino Martino, mm-hmm. yeah. um, he was always like, yeah, wearable technology, that's going to be the future. The next 10 years, every, everything is going to be about wearable technology, about mm-hmm. having these things on you at all times. And now we're in a situation where you have the Fitbit and you have the Apple Watch. Yeah. And those seem to be the only two that have staying power. You know, that really mm-hmm. stuck. Um, I know, of course, Android probably has uh, its equivalent watch. Uh, but there's just something odd about wearables that, you know, they never really stay around. They never stick around. Google Glass is like, was the first one that, you know, I guess got a lot of m- attention. Yeah. But it was such a disappointment, you know? So that's what I don't under- what was Were we just not ready for Google Glass? Like, was the technology not there? Was it too early? Because I feel like now is when you want to introduce Google Glass. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I, you know what? You might be right. Maybe it was too early. Maybe it was. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked that it failed so miserably. Yeah. There, so there was this one time I was in a meeting back in, uh, I want to say this is 2013. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going yeah, to say who the guy was. But So I'm in this meeting, sure. I'm in this meeting, and this guy comes in, and he's like one of three people we were meeting with. Um, and he had, he was wearing Google Glass. The thing was, so he w- he was he had a vest on. Mm-hmm. He had Google Glass. He had an iPad that he was typing all of his notes on, and beside his iPad on the desk, he had his iPhone. So he was a future man. Yeah. Until right, he needed to check the time. Right. Stop. So he's typing away, typing away, typing away. He's looking in his Google Glass, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the time was projected. At all times right, on the yes. Google. I, I've never worn it. I, I don't know what exactly. I don't know much about it because what, it died. Yeah, I don't know what the overhead display was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had three devices like at his ready that he could check the time on. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's in front of him on the iPad. Yeah, but at no, all times. In this meeting where he knows everyone can see him around this conference table, he reaches into this vest and takes out 
A, don't say it. Don't say it. A chain stop pocket watch. What? Flips it open, <laughs> checks the time, and puts it back. Dude, he was the lamest person I'd ever, so, ever, ever met. He just went from Mr. Future Cool Guy. Oh, she shit, you know what? That's kind of cool. It was, like, it was cool. like he was doing like a steampunk tech Dude, thing. I knew someone in college, like our age, who would check the time. Yeah. And it all looks awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like smoking. Smoking looks cool. I don't condone smoking. I'm not going to start smoking. Cigarettes are bad. It looks fucking cool. Whip it mm. out of pocket watch. It looks cool, Kevin. I'm sorry. All right. All right. I'm well, sorry that that's you never... All, that's my Google Glass do you, story. Do you own a pocket watch? No. I do. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. But you have a mustache like that. Like, you I, deserve yeah, a pocket I, watch. It's fine. It's like, like, if anyone can get away with a pocket watch, it's you. I should strap it to my wrist and put it over the Apple Watch. Mm. So, on the other uh, hand of wearable technology, so the, the the Apple Watch is pretty ubiquitous as, like, the, the wearable piece of yeah. tech. Everyone, mm. not everyone has one, but it's like, you know, it's it's a few years in a four, four years or something like that. Yeah. Why haven't there been results and what i mean by that is the one of the big selling points of the apple watch is fitness Mm -hmm. same thing with fitbit people are realizing they're doing like ten thousand steps a day without knowing it they're like oh i'm probably like leading such a sedentary lifestyle and you realize that you're doing more than you know you're burning more calories you know and that's great why haven't there been results in weight loss or in fitness, in muscle gain, any of this? Why isn't Apple publishing any of this stuff? Oh, that's interesting. I was thinking about that. Because I, think they, that... They, I feel like they also don't market it specifically as a fitness thing. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Yeah. Why aren't they following up on that? Fitbit wow, isn't doing that's it either. a very good point. Yeah. That is a very good point. I think that they're selling, they're selling re- the possibility of results, and right. no one is actually... That's the thing you're putting. You're putting the like trust in your user base mm-hmm. to make those results, and they're just not making them. You so, know, people like data. I think people like analytics, especially when it's about themselves. And it's like, ooh, wow, I walked. You know, one point five miles. Taking the boxes. Yeah, about it's like, the boxes. Yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. I never like. About why that. can't Apple? I know Apple will never market the Apple Watch as a weight loss aid or as a fitness mm-hmm. companion. Because I, that's almost not what they want it to be. That's a status icon. It's a fucking look at me. I have an Apple Watch. Yeah. If wearable, te- wearable technology in my head is dead. It's not ever going to take off any more than it is right yeah. now. It's just a watch. I have this because it's a watch and I can check my text messages mm-hmm. on it. If Apple went into other fitness related things, like if they made a smart scale and then they were able to, to say, hey, over the last year, users of the of the I weight or whatever the hell yeah, it would sure, be the called. Yeah, sure. The I weight, the Apple scale, the Apple scale would be you know you know they lost forty billion pounds globally mm-hmm. or whatever. Why aren't you, know? you doing that now with the Apple Watch? Then we they have all the fitness data. Mm. They have the calories burned, the the miles run, all that shit. I think Why aren't they using? Impressive. You think it's not? You think that people are buying it as a fitness thing and just not using it? So the data they have. Is I think there's plenty of people buying it not as a fitness tool. That's you know? true. But they also, what you said about, you know, selling more fitness products, they did the whole thing where they teamed up with Nike, and mm, they have the Nike, right. the sport watch, and the, the running. They sell all that fucking running yeah. gear to shove your oh, that's right. phone yeah. in. They're just, I feel like they're not committing. Mm. So it came out recently that uh, I think, so uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Cook wrote a letter to the shareholders, mm. like Apple shareholders, that the sales have, like, expectations for the first quarter are going to be drastically low because of iPhone sales. That always happens, though, the first yeah? quarter of the year. Okay. I feel like, yeah, because there's nothing new happening Well, the thing right is, now. yeah, well, I also feel that it's just, like, 
there's nothing exciting about a new iPhone anymore. And that's been the case for the last few. That was... I. It really hit me hard with the last iPhone yep. unveil yeah, where I was yeah. like, literally nothing new came yeah, out. Yeah. The entire Apple keynote, which is the September one, the big one, mm-hmm. nothing came out. My personal thing is like, you need to bring back Touch ID. My brother... Dude, my so dumb. That my my happen. brother upgraded and he says it is miserable. <laughs> He's like, don't upgrade. Try to, you know... Last as long as you can. Yeah, that's, I, I, no I got the the eight plus, and I'm super happy with yeah. it. I don't want the, it's the, the last dumb one. Notch. I don't yeah. want the, the eight plus is the last one with a touch ID, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shocking. If I do upgrade, it'll probably be to that. I, yeah, I which will... is sending a message like, you know, I'll get the iPhone X when they get rid of the dumb fucking notch. Mm, I won't... yeah. All right, yeah. another side thing. Apple is fucking up hard. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just gonna throw that out there. They are making some of the dumbest design decisions that I know Steve Jobs would never have. What, what? Oh, like the mouse. The mouse charging <laughs> the mouse. upside. Oh, it's like, oh, hold on. I can't use my mouse anymore. It's charging. Mm-hmm. What? And then the <laughs> notch. Like, oh, let me invade the space of the UI with this dumb camera yeah. when you could just... All the other phones are doing it the right way. I don't get it. No, a lot of... Dude, a lot of phones have adopted the notch. Google has adopted the notch. Androids have adopted the notch. Everyone's starting oh, no, the notch. I'm thinking of Samsung. And Samsung is, still has the full across yeah, bar. There is one ridiculous phone that has a really deep notch. Yeah, I, it's and it's the one little. Yeah, it's thing. like yeah, it's like a smaller, deeper notch. Yeah. So bringing this back to Joseph, when the X came out, I was very, I was furious about the mm. notch. I, Joe downstairs was like, "Oh, I think it's so smart. It's great. It's like you're an idiot." Yeah. Joseph was like, that's a design flaw. Like, yeah. now when I'm designing things for the, the iPhone, I have to worry about this dumb thing in the yeah. way. You have to, like, and some apps, they're just making the top black so it just disappears yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, anyhow, I mean, that's my rant about wearable tech and, and all that. But the theme of today's episode stemmed from you saying, what should we be learning now? Mm-hmm. What yeah. are we on the forefront of? Mm hmm. That we need to like when you know when you say let's get into it, what do we get? Yeah, into? yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that uh, kind of pivoted into virtual reality and augmented reality, mm-hmm. VR and AR. That's right. And I believe you did a little background research. For I did. Us. You got a little tales, so, tall tales. So of course, over the last like six and a half years, VR has been like the hot topic. But good story. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> For the last six and a half years, hot topic has been the opposite of a hot topic. That's true. Uh, But what I find so odd is that people kind of think about VR as if it's new. And that's so not the case, right? Like, I remember VR games or VR just being a thing discussed in the 90s. Like, I remember this being a topic of discussion. It was not... Before you shared that little outline with me, like, I completely had forgotten... That Did you? A- yeah. VR and AR, like they were, these were things already. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they just failed. And oh, now absolutely. you have the Oculus, the Sony, whatever it's called, the HTZ Vive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a ton of these things. Yeah. And uh, so, so t- like this, I- this idea of putting a display on your head is not new whatsoever. If you look back, like the first, the first um, proof of the first evidence of this. In 1955, this guy created this thing called the Sensorama, and this is actually pretty cool because what you did was you sat in this chair and you kind of you put your entire head into this machine. It kind of looked like a like a big arcade game that you'd put your head into, right? Like, is it almost like a helmet? Not or a helmet. Just it's like it's like a there. box that you're shoving your head into, okay. right? And the whole thing was that it was supposed to be a full sensory experience in a way that VR still isn't now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because you would watch a movie. 
And if there were, you know, you'd hear the sounds and everything of the movie, of course, you'd see the movie. But if there was, like, a gust of wind coming by, you'd be blown with a puff of air. So it's like those dumb you know? 40 movies that Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, the 40 movie I think of immediately is the, the Muppets show at Disney, where mm. there was, like, a puff of air that hits your face and stuff. I remember when I was a kid, remember the Rugrats movie? Mm-hmm. What yeah. they gave you for that is a scratch and sniff card. I remember you go and see the movie and a little icon will pop up on the screen. You scratch it and you smell what's happening on the wow. screen. That blew my mind yeah, as yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never right? experienced that. I, knew, uh, I didn't even know about that. You didn't that's have a awesome. childhood, I guess. No, I didn't. Um, and then in 1965, the, the guy created the first, this guy, uh, uh, what was his name? Ivan uh, Sutherland. He created the first, like, head-mounted display where, like, it was something you put on your head in the in kind of like the Oculus. Like, it was that's the first nuts. time. Yeah, and that was in 65. Um, 65? Yeah, yeah, Fine, yeah. And right. then, like, 20 years later than that, it, NASA created, like, the first environment that was... Like a like a virtual environment, and that was the year that virtual reality term was ever coined. So this is nothing new. What like year that's was the thing. Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah, the phrase virtual reality sounds very like a 80. fucking. Well, that's 80s. the thing. It's like the the movie uh, Tron. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. imagine like that's the thing. That is a virtual reality. It's nothing new, right? Um, which leads me to well, it was like throughout the nineties there was other gaming devices and stuff. Uh, Sega even had Sega VR, which I didn't know about until I started doing some research. Like, it was a headset. It looks just like the Oculus. It had, like, a red line or whatever. It goes over your head. It looks just like the Oculus. So, what I'm, you know, my point is that it's nothing new. And then, in the mid-90s, my first taste of virtual reality Here we go. was the Virtual Boy. I remember the Virtual Boy. Do you? Yeah. Because not many people do. It was only, it was on shelves for less than a year before it was pulled by Nintendo. It was a Nintendo product. And what was really cool, it was... It sat on your desk. It had like a like a bipod, and it was this thing you put your face up to. It had like a foam kind of like mask you put your yeah. head into. The screen was only red and black. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. And from it was it, like the screen. it was supposed to be the first like three D you know thing. I remember I played Wario on it. I played Mario Tennis on that. So it was. Wait, did you own one? I owned one. Oh. I still have it. Whoa! It's wow. not. It's at my parents' house. Get it? Yeah. What are you doing? No, yeah, I still have it. Um, I might need to find like an adapter that'll work with it or something, but I still own it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I remember, like even now, I feel like Nintendo is the only company who's trying to or not for video games is doing like these weird immersive things like they did the wii where it's motion controls yeah. the switch like the concept of like taking your thing putting it into a thing and mm-hmm. you can play it on the tv yeah. and you got the little joy cons yeah. like nintendo have always been ballers and then they're doing that cardboard thing which is like oh, completely yeah. they're they're like reversing everything like making it tactile yeah, again. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool and i said that's the greatest marketing scheme of all time they're selling you 50 cent cardboard for $70. Yeah. Nuts! <laughs> Nintendo is going to save the world. Yeah, that is insane. So, the, the, the odd thing is that after the Virtual Boy, and I'm not going to, I'm not blaming this on the Virtual Boy, but after the Virtual Boy, it seems like VR kind of went silent for almost 20 years. You know, like it just went flat. Like I think there was no discussion about VR. It's probably partly because of the iPad effect of what's its use. It's a gimmick. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something plus, that- wasn't it stupid expensive? The Virtual Boy? Yeah. It was... So, at the time, it was like 180 or so. 180 and then but 90s? Back then, yeah. That's money, It's dude. like 250 now. It's, it's that's what more it's, than 250. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, dude. Inflation in the last 10 years has been ridiculous. Wow. I'd say that's probably a $400 piece of equipment. Really? Yeah. Damn. So, and then, of course, 2012 comes around. 
All right. Good year. Good year. It uh, was a very good you year. You got Archer, Gotham. Yeah. Taking the world by storm. 2012, I went to London. I went on a cross-country road trip. To oh, you can brag about it. I was, keeping, I was keeping this design, but whatever. Oh, uh, whatever. So, 2012 was good. It was. Um, but then, yeah, the Oculus debuted on Kickstarter. That's right. It was and a Kickstarter that, campaign. And that is kind of what set the tone for this new... I remember there was like this fervor, this like race to mm-hmm. be the one to make VR work. Yeah, and I don't. I, Oculus was definitely the first one. I mean, Facebook bought them out, right? Yes. And even to this day, the only thing I see of the Oculus is that display in uh, the Garden State Plaza where mm-hmm. they have the setup of the Microsoft Store, mm-hmm. where they have the big screen and like you could go in and do rock climbing, yeah. virtual rock climbing for like ten. Minutes. Get the fuck out and do real rock climbing. So my my boss Alcides has. Um, hey Alcides. They make. I guess they make like a uh, a lower end one where it's like you don't need to be connected. Oh, it's like the VR Go or like mm-hmm. Oculus Go or something like that, where you don't need to be connected to a computer. It's all right there, and you can use it on a plane. You oh, can go, you can travel that's with smart. it. Yeah, it's because cool. all of the uh, like the, the Sony one, the HTC, they all have that weird like room requirement that you yeah. need an empty mm-hmm. space. It's like yeah. who has that? Well, it's it's cool because um, it's cool because so Samantha's <laughs> Samantha's brother in law owns one, and um, he's a listener of the podcast. Which, which one? Uh, the, Which, I think the Oculus, Oculus yeah, okay. and uh, I used it in his at his place. It's really cool. Like it's it's super. We we played the there's like this lightsaber game mm-hmm. that's kind of like um oh it's kind of yeah, like Guitar yeah, Hero. I'm, I'm I forgot sure what I've it's called. It. It's yeah, like a, and you gotta like chop. The yeah, I forgot what that you. genre is even called. But like beat uh whatever hack and slash. Kind of. Well, yeah, it's cool because you're literally like (laughs) using lights. And it's, you know, you really feel like you're in that environment. And then the one that Alcides has, uh, I played this like roller coaster game where you just sit there, but it really feels like you're at the, you know, the peak of this drop and you're really, it's so cool. So, but that's the thing. It's still almost feeling that you're like falling. Yeah. For a practical use, I feel like it's still in that gimmick stage of like an iPhone Zippo lighter app. Yeah. You know what I mean? It hasn't surpassed that yet. So I got a controversial opinion for mm. you. I think VR is already dead. Yeah? I think deep down, we don't want a virtual world. We want to be augmenting our current world. Okay. Like, we want to become Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. VR is fantasy, where augmented reality or AR it superimposes what could be fantasy into, into your reality. Yeah. And it makes all these crazy things like physical. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I think Google Glass and more things like that are going to Pokemon be. Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's right? totally augmented reality. Yeah. That's a gimmick though, but... Yeah, of course. Yeah, but still, it's, it's paving a path for what could be. So I feel like VR never took off because no one... There's no... Yeah. Well, end goal yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that we're going to do with it. Yeah. It's just going to be games. What, what's said about it is that it, they're starting to die to they're starting to die before they ever had a chance to be anything we they had a chance yeah. this is the biggest chance they've ever had yeah. and they're not going to get a better chance than right now and it's kind of over mm-hmm. like i remember a few years back when all three of those systems came i can't remember the sony one is it the view or something like that all three of them came out it was cool i remember they had um the resident evil 7 did a vr demo that was only for the oculus or something yeah. and it scared the shit out of people yeah. and it was like oh that's what you could do it could put you into like face front to these virtual worlds yeah. but it's like like horror movies if that's them, not gonna you know? do it yeah nothing will yeah and that's why i think ar is what that's the we're, we're on the forefront of that right now that's mm. what we need to be learning ar ar mm-hmm um, so I actually have a quote prepared for you here. Uh-oh. This is from Angela Reichers or Rikers. 
It's probably Rikers. Rikers. Just didn't want to say, like, the, the prison. Yeah. Um, this was in an article from the Monotype magazine, The Recorder, where she said, A book is a framing device for a narrative. A painting in a museum has a frame around it. A piece of music has its own structure and framework. VR is the first design environment environment to dispense with the frame because the user is an integral part of the experience. Where wow. This is the first time a person is involved. Yeah. In, and the, that, and in, I also, in that experience. Yeah, I also feel like that is part of the downfall of VR is, again, we don't want virtual experiences. I think we want to augment our real experiences. You see, not, not too closely related to what we were talking about before, you're giving the user too much um, control of your results. Yes. Like the Apple Watch yes. and the weight loss thing. It's like that's that's part of its major downfall. You know. So now I'm thinking, how can you use augmented reality for branding and for identity design? Mm-hmm. Like now, if this is a thing that we're at the forefront of, and this is going to become more of a thing in the next ten years, don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> what like brands will have to think about their logos in a three dimensional space. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take yeah. the FedEx logo, what does the side of the FedEx logo look like now? Like, what is the depth of it? Like, if you're living in an augmented reality world, we'll say, for the example now, that you're wearing glasses that will put up a display. Yeah. Is if you see the FedEx logo, you can walk around it in 3D space. Like, now you have to think about the dimension, the depth, like, how the sides of it would look. Well, why would you? Why do you think that that's going to differ at all than the 3D space we're currently living in? We're living well, in a 3D space. It's, it's Real life it's, is a 3D space, you know? Is it? Yeah. If real life is a 3D space and our logos are living on a 2D plane in a 3D world like real life is, why would that differ once we're in a virtual one? Well, all right. How about practical application, the thing I like to talk about? Mm. How does augmented reality affect a brand? Like, say, say you have... All right. Say the Met or the MoMA does an entirely augmented reality museum it's an empty room you put on your google glass or whatever mm-hmm. and you can look at the paintings or the whatever yeah the whatever okay. you want yeah, yeah yeah that is imposing something into the 3d our existing yeah. 3d world that you can't do by putting a, a headset on so do you think that in the in the way that we have logos that of course work in one color two color three color whatever mm-hmm. we'll have logos that work in 2d and 3d yes, spaces you, that's what i'm saying you'll need to adapt to the 3d space version like when you're making your your style guide you're yeah. picking your pantones and you're like yeah. all right now throw it into maya or whatever and do a 3d spin like what does it look like holy shit like uh, that's what, like the the pick a logo uh, uh, abc abc all right what is is the ABC? What if it's a sphere, but straight on it looks, you know, just like a circle? Mm-hmm. What if the ABC logo is actually a sphere? And how do you, you think walk how, around how do you and think, like the letters? How do you think through? Paul Rand would feel about Dude, that? Dude, this would blow his mind. He but wouldn't I, understand. I, not only understand, uh, he might understand, but I feel like he'd he'd be disgusted. You think? Absolutely. Well, then, all right. It's the same way. Like designers had to adapt from ordering up type in a catalog, waiting three days, <laughs> getting it delivered, rubbing it down, yeah. and then. The computer came along, and Adobe Illustrator came along, and all this shit, yeah. and they adapted. We yeah. didn't like. We're like, oh, that's that's heresy. That's yeah, not how yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's like sure. that's just the next step. Wow, you really think three D brand is like is the next step? Just not specifically three D brand. Just how a brand can work in augmented reality. Wow. Like, how would you want a brand to work in a three D space? Do you have any? Do, 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 design me something right now. I thought of one. The only like, thing I three minutes of- ago. The only thing I could think of is now instead of having to go places, 
you can literally you can create pop-up shops that are downloadable yes stuff okay, like that good. Right, you we're know thinking on the same wavelength. yeah okay cool what if uh what's your favorite clothing store clothing store um let's think of a hot topic no fun fact for the for the fans let's hear uh, it. no yeah i used to go to hot topic a lot when i was 14 Dude, but who we did all, it? we all did. okay what good good um <laughs> man i don't know first clothing store i think of is like h&m or okay h&m or perfect, uniqlo perfect. uniqlo i feel like what would if... make an awesome experience it's actually shit. Right? Uniqlo's a better... Yeah. Oh, let's go H&M because he's better first. Okay, cool. It was your gut reaction. What if H&M had an AR app? So you get up, you go to your mirror right there, you put on your, your whatever the VR, mm-hmm. the AR thing is, your Google Glass or whatever. And you just flip through you outfits? You look at the mirror, you're standing there, you're flipping through the outfits, you don't have to leave... Yeah. You don't have to like worry about trying things on, getting the right size. Wait, you don't have to leave your house is what you're saying. I'm talking yeah. to you. The, the app works on your mirror. You stand oh, in front okay. of the mirror, you okay. put on your glasses, and you look forward, and it, it will... AR augmented reality put the clothing on you. Wow! And then you can order the size you want that fits best on you. Yeah. You can order it in whatever color you want, and you don't have to leave your house. Wow! And it just shifts straight to yeah. you. That's like, brilliant. That, yeah. Pay me. <laughs> pay me. <laughs> At least we're gonna have this dated. You know, like that's what that's what I'm saying. Where VR can't do that because VR is all fantasy. I'm augmenting a real world brand experience without you having to leave the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Are we all going to get lazy what, and fat because we're what not I'm afraid the house? of? What I'm afraid of is you know people want to use augmented reality. Like there was this awesome video that I think was created by Sony, like the future of VR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, of AR, and it was like inside a kitchen, like you know you have like the ingredients on the fridge, just like you know these panels of like yeah yeah yeah. You know it was an it was an AR thing, um, and just throughout your entire house, like what what scares me is that that just that just opens up. The possibility of having advertising throughout every like stop, like you can't stop. escape it like funny. you literally can't escape it at that point where you're so dependent on your AR lifestyle in your home like advertising is pretty much infiltrating your mm-hmm. home and that for some reason that just reminds me Samantha always says that when she was growing up if she was watching TV her father made her mute the commercials whoa which makes complete sense to me right like. Like when she tells me all about these rules that she had, and you know, it sounds so strict. That makes it sense. It all to me. makes so much sense to me. What scares me is that you won't be able to mute those things. You like, won't like it, you know. And like that, they'll be right in front of you. There's going to be an advertisement for something. Like right going your, across your eyeballs, yeah. and you got to pay the premium eyeball fee. Yep. Of ninety nine cents yep. a month. Exactly. Did you see this fucking stupid fridge that has essentially what is a big iPad in it? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. So imagine you're going, you're doing cooking, right? Mm-hmm. You're making your Sunday sauce. Yeah. You got to go into the fridge for the the sausage, right? And the fridge won't open because the iPad is saying, "Oh, in thirty seconds, let me get, let me get through this ad for for Jimmy Dean sausages, mm-hmm. and then you can open the fridge." That's the fu- that is the future we yeah, have ahead yeah. of us. The, it's gotten so bad that so I pay for my Spotify account, but oh, of course, prior as, to as that, God fearing man does. If, if you muted the advertisements, the advertisement would pause. Yes, yeah. yes, you couldn't avoid it. You literally have to unmute and let it play. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Even, that's I think, how they're getting their cash. I think money. even if you drop your volume low enough, so it's not bothering that's you, that's ridiculous. It's still that's it like, still paused it. That's almost nefarious. Yeah, but that's how they're making money. Exactly. And they got you by the I balls. do. I, I mean, besides that, I love Spotify, so I don't mind paying for it. Yeah. You know, it's no, great. it's it like, what, nine service. bucks a month? Yeah, it's, it's a great fine. service. I use so. it so much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so if you use discount code Fireside on Spotify, I believe you get 10% off your first month. Unfortunately, no. Okay, Spotify, but- <laughs> come at us, come at us. Dude, once we get sponsored, we'll be so good at that so shit. So good at it. Um, I had something else I wanted to say about advertising. One thing that really bugs me is the uh, the totally a tangent that we can... Do tangents. Let's do it. Podcast where, like, I'm listening to this podcast for, like, 17 minutes mm-hmm. before it gets into, like... Like, it's all ads. It's all just... Oh, Then, fuck, like, really? oh, here's the update. And, oh, by me on these, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, 20 minutes later, there was something that Joe sent me to listen to. I had it on... Is it the Your Mom's House? Yeah, I had it on, tw- like, two times the speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, like I was, I was listening to it for ten minutes before I got to like Is that really the how you actual to podcast. No, 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 double speed. No, I double speeded it. To oh, get just through to get all of that. Why did you just skip through it? No, do you understand that I was still listening to that stuff for ten That's minutes? Fine. Why wouldn't you just skip push the little? Because I didn't expect it to take twenty oh minutes. Oh my god! Why wow, you're just hitting me now? I'm huh? sorry. That was an accident. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Um, so this is something I recently noticed. Another tangent. Um. On my laptop downstairs, I use the Google, uh, the plugin for the ad blocker. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You never see an ad on YouTube. Yeah. You never see it pop up. It's the best thing in the world. When I got my new computer at work, the new beautiful 5K iMac, I had to, it auto-updated Google Chrome. That ad blocker did no longer works. You have to pay 99 cents a month. A month? A month. Which, sure, chump change, but like... That's something on my computer downstairs still works fine. Yeah. But now I've just resorted to like fucking playing ads on YouTube and it's the most annoying thing. Really? And now that so do you talk to my brother? My brother probably had. No, I'm of sure. Something. I'm sure there's a good one yeah. out there. But it's just one that I had grown accustomed to. Yeah. It's crazy that when that you you get rid of an ad blocker, you see how much advertising is infiltrating your life and it's blasting you constantly. Mm-hmm. And how many websites I go to, it's like, oh, I see you're using ad blocker. Uh, fuck you. Either turn it off or give me money. Yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, same thing with um, my friend Josh writes for GQ, and if I want to read anything that he writes, I need to, like turn off the ad blocker. It's I'm not, nuts. It's it might be another, but yeah, it's it's terrible. So the future is AR. What does that come down to? We're designers. When it comes to like where we are now, and we, what, we, what we have to do to get there. You and I, no, no, no. You and I are designers. We want to be at the forefront of new tech. We want to be making that cash money. What I have the answer. I want to see if you could get to it. Okay. What do we as designers do to contribute to augmented reality? Got anything for me? So, okay. I'm putting you on the spot. You are putting me on the spot. I mean, I could give you the answer and then we can roll with that. Well, I think specifically about you and I, I feel like there is one major flaw in in what we currently know. You You and I do not do any UI or UX at the moment. That is true. And I know that, you know, I've voiced this concern to you before, and you're like, Kevin, chill the fuck out. Like, calm down. I like, still you don't need to learn still, it. Yeah. Why do you feel like we don't need to learn it? Because I feel like that is the bridge to I, AR. Well, okay. I To answer your first question, mm-hmm. I'll get into the... So that was the correct answer, I think, is, yeah. the, uh, you know, proper augmented reality is a flawless user interface. Mm-hmm. It's the only way it would work. Okay. You don't want to be like... Like what you said with checking the time at a pocket watch. What if you're in a meeting and you want to know the time? You got to like work through your set. All right. I have like two thoughts going in my head right now. Okay, I'm going to no. answer your question first. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you need to learn UX and UI design because that's just design. Like if you're a good designer, you're going to know what a good user experience feels like. Okay. Yeah. It's so not I agree like with a that. subset that you I need strong, to learn. I strongly agree with that. But when you're like. 
you know, when people are looking for UI work, it's difficult to say you can do it without ever have done it. You know, like. But if you're if you're a designer, you've probably done it without realizing mm, it. Okay. I, 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 when, I, I, that's I'm probably thing, in right? the minority on that one, but I, I think no, it's I still, do agree with people you. People are still like, oh, you, UX UI, you need to know UX UI. It's like, no, I'm a graphic designer. I know what an interface. But I the, know the, how good the interface. The thing works. is, I felt like that about design when it, even when you're designing a room, like oh, a room. You, a rum. Yeah. A rum. Yeah. So, but honestly, if you have the aesthetic, if you know, I don't know, I feel like we can we can be interior designers for a day if we wanted to. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, that's what I'm it, trying it to say. It comes down to your creative sensibilities. Sure, some people, maybe that's a thing they want to focus on. They yeah. can learn it. That's all great. I'm not shitting on you. I'm just saying, you know, push came to shove. I could probably work my way around interface design. I could probably work my way around interior design. Not as good as the professionals, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So... To go back to the tangent that was part of my tangent. Yes. Virtual reality, or no, sorry. Augmented reality works with flawless user interface design. So what is the interface of UI? Say you have Google Glass. Yeah. Right now I'm projecting, I got my news feed there, I got the time, and I, I, I got like a conference call going on here. Yeah. How do you interact with that? Mm. Like, is it like, do you, like do you blink well, one thing. eye? Do you like, do you physically, do you look like an idiot and you're like touching the sky? Like maybe, to push buttons, maybe, and like how long, how long will we need to have like wearables on our hands that oh, interact that, with as that? As soon as you know, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I was because, about to say like as soon as AR is real, you'll never need wearables again because it'll just be in front of you. But that's true. Like, how do you, you still it? exactly? You, there still needs to be something that recognizes your hands. Yeah. You know, if it's glasses, and you know that'll get good enough one day where the hands will be recognized as as tools that yeah, you're using. Yeah, yeah. You know. Because the Oculus currently has the the handles, yeah, the all, joysticks, all or whatever, the VR you know? things they have yeah. a thing to control. It Even with. if you look back on the things that I was mentioning earlier, like the old VR sets of the '80s and '90s, there was handheld things that you interacted with as your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a while before that's taken away. But I think that is the biggest challenge to make AR possible is making that flawless interface. Because as cool as it would be to like be typing on a digital keyboard and swiping away mm-hmm. from someone looking on the outside at you, you look like a moron. Yeah, like no, you're just like fidgeting in the sky. So that's let's work on that. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go through my notes real quick. Uh, oh, okay, okay. How about this? How about this? How about this? There's the idea that like what I said, a virtual walkthrough museum. Mm-hmm. You lose all of the culture. Yeah. You lose the, you can't physically see it with your eyes as real as it could be, as yeah. a proper facsimile as it can be. You lose culture. But what if I said, Kevin, what if I said you can reintroduce culture through AR or through VR? What if you could, and this this is a thought I had. The year is 20, 2012, maybe? Mm. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 comes out for the Xbox 360. Okay. And I fall in love with it because I'm walking through Renaissance Italy. Yeah. Like, you can't just go to Italy and walk yeah. the Renaissance Italy. Yeah. B- that game is delivering a- an experience that you cannot have in the real world yeah. anymore, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do time travel, but it's a delicate balance of losing culture and also reintroducing culture. I think that is the... That is awesome. Yeah, there you That's go. That's an awesome thought, because it's like, yeah, it's it's tactile in a way now, but limited. Yes. Whereas in the future it could be less limited but less tactile. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. 
I'm almost shocked that when I did that project last year about interviewing people at the next 10 years of design, no one fucking talked about augmented reality, mm. except Martin, I think. Did. Yeah. Martin's a good kid. Yeah. If you're listening good to Martin, kid, hey, what's up? He's like DMing me on Instagram right now. Is he? Yeah. Shut up. So, I'll talk um, to you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we actually did have... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I got you, Martin. Some, you brought up Martin. Yeah. We'll get back to We'll table that. We'll table I, that. Absolutely. I got... Two more things I want to say, and then I think I've kind of wrapped up. Cool. My and then we could wrap up the uh, Mike Sulig show with your weekly guest Kevin Green. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, I'm the host. You're, the guy. Like, you're my like, Andy. Richter. I was like, Don't are you finally me? admitting that this is all me? Are you fine? Are we really there? Go ahead, Kevin. What is the future? What is the future? Are we going to be walking around with? Eyeball implants. So is it going to be contact lenses? Is it going to be Google Glass? It's funny you say it. So implants. There's this book that my mom. So my mom collects a lot of old stuff. Good by old her. stuff, I mean Good like you know, back when I was a kid, like I was kind of embarrassed by it. Now I think it's really cool. So she had this book of um, toy collectibles and like their appraised value. Mm-hmm. And there was this toy that came out in the '60s, and the series, the toy series, was titled. The year 1999. <laughs> <laughs> the distant future. <laughs> and the it was like an action figure set, I guess. The figures had these laser guns and shit. <laughs> it was the most Dude. ridiculous thing. And uh, I looked at the, you know, I was looking at this and I was just dying laughing. Like, what we assumed would happen is Dude, so far nuts. from the, you know. And so I think that's going to be the case again that... We we think whatever's gonna like, sure. Um, VR exists, and you know it was just a, a pipe dream years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the timeline for these things is much longer than we can ever assume. I was gonna say know. it's much shorter. Yeah, you think? I'm so? gonna say in the '80s we were much dumber than we were now. We didn't know the possibilities. Mm. Like the way technology advances now is so rapid. Like what we've done in the last ten years is more than what's happened in the previous right. 150 yeah, okay. thousand years before yeah, that actually okay. i know bronze age is pretty, that's mm, pretty important yeah. but like we're advancing so fast i feel like we wouldn't be as dumb as we were because again i love looking at like specifically architecture in the early 80s when they predicted what the 2000s would look like and they're designing these weird modular buildings if you want to look up one for you folks at home the barbican center in london is one of such thing, and now I, I, it's kind of categorized into brutalist architecture. Mm. But it's so silly how like naive we were. Like yeah. everyone's going to be riding hoverboards and yeah. pew pew pew, and like blah, and all like three D so dragons I, flying in your eyeballs. I think that there's going to be a lot more disappointments before we get to things that are great. And like yeah, you laugh, but the story of my life. The thing is, all of these things. Think about hoverboards four years ago. Hoverboards were the shit. Hoverboards were still on two, like, they were still on wheels. Like, it wasn't, you yeah, know what I a, mean? Yeah, it's a big like, joke. It wasn't a hoverboard. You were on wheels, you idiot. Not Marty McFlying my way Exactly, yeah. So, I think, and of course, that was just a, a that flopped, you know. I think that we're going to have to get through a, a lot of waves of disappointment before we get through to, you know, Google the, Glass being a good The example. disappointment is in the fact that we're making these things as gimmick toys for kids. Like, hoverboards weren't meant to be serious. Yeah. Didn't they explode a bunch, too? They were catching on fire, and they mm. stopped allowing them on flights and everything, yeah. That became, makes sense. It became yeah. a big deal, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like the, the second we stop treating this new technology as a gimmick and start seeing how we can 
practically adapt into our lives, that's when you get to real hoverboards and mm-hmm. like I can inject you with a syringe and give you the ability to uh, be good at basketball or something. Yeah. Gene therapy. Mm. I just made that up. No, I didn't. That's Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play Bioshock, man. Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned Bioshock. Funny because we, we'll talk about that on another thing. But oh, I'm excited. Wait, yeah. we're having no, no. a Bioshock podcast? No, we're not going to talk about Bioshock. Ah, whatever. You'll talk about Bioshock. Okay. But there's another topic I want to get a touch upon. Are we gonna? You gonna like give me a little tease? No, I, no, I don't no, even no. know what you're talking about. They don't know. What it's you're not design about. related at all. I'm I'm excited. Um, so this last little note I wrote on my little cheat sheet here is said we're living in a time where all of this is. All this is theoretical. Like I said, it, it, eyeball implants, yeah, yeah. You know, sure, it could happen. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be like, oh, it's probably going to be disastrous at first. Like yeah. the first person to get, like, the thing about the people that have the iPad 1 yeah. compared to the, it's like you're walking around with this stone tablet. Mm-hmm. The people who get Robo Eyes V1, yeah. like, oh, dude, you got Robo Eyes V1? V, you didn't dude. Wait, but you know, there's. A, you got to wait for the V2. There's these tech junkies that don't, they don't care about. Well, yeah, they'll buy waiting. Them you want. Yeah. Of course, they want to get the Josephs of the so, world. So, I've I've come to a realization over the last few months that, uh, and I, I maybe it's just part of growing up where I'm oh, not like God. gross, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all for like, oh, I need that newest thing the moment it comes out. I finally hit that that point where I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, there's a pair of headphones I've wanted since October. We're now in January, and I'm just like, I haven't gotten them yet. Maybe I'll just wait for the next rendition, you know, rendition, <laughs> whatever the the next version yeah. of it in a you know next well, fall. It, it's back to the Apple problem. It's not going to be that much different. It'll yeah. just be more expensive, yeah. probably. The only thing I can and imagine, it'll come in black. I'm hoping that the uh, Apple's W1 chip, which is for the Bluetooth, mm-hmm. that like the uh, the AirPods have right, and right, the yeah. Beats now have. Um, I hope they sell that tech to other, which I don't think because you know they're going to uh, keep it. They're going to keep it close, you know. Um, so yeah, I've gotten to this point where I don't need the latest fucking thing, and I think that's just part of being an you old man. As you sit in front now. of your brand new MacBook, brand new iPhone, <laughs> brand new Amazon Echo, no, what else can dude, I look no. around in here? First of all, that's a first edition Echo Dot, which is the cheap. It, it now costs twenty dollars. Oh, you got the V one. Oh, well, Samantha gave it to me. And oh then, no, I'm just joking. I love you. What Samantha. do I have? I have an I have an iPhone seven. Yeah, the honestly, the MacBook Pro is not even. This isn't even the, the newest one yet. That, that's a- anymore. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, virtual vir- virtual eyeballs. Xbox. It's it's gonna happen. We're gonna get there. It's it's mostly theoretical joke right now. But I'm gonna coin the term right now. We are on the forefront of the virtual frontier. Virtual frontier. The virtual frontier. So that's like the. Um, that's like the, also that's the name of the, the dot com boom. Yes, yes. Right? It's like the dot com boom. This is the digital or no, or what like did the, I just say the virtual frontier. Virtual frontier. Yes. Interesting, or the uh, the industrial revolution. It's kind of like yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just mark. naming an era. Wow. I'm naming an era before we're done with it. They, I'm a trendsetter. The virtual frontier. The virtual frontier. I like that episode twelve. 12. I don't know why. You check your. <laughs> he checked his Apple Watch to see what the episode number was. Want to know the funny thing? <laughs> oh no, it's not dead. I thought. Oh, it was did dead. you have it on your? You have it on your. Uh, no, no, calendar? I, no, 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 no. Huh. I, I don't know. I don't know why I looked at my watch. Tbh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right, folks. That's what I got. Hold on. Go ahead. We have DMs. Oh, that's Remember, right. Remember, we asked people about that's their right. uh, their New Year's resolutions. Oh, that's right. We got a few. Uh, we got a few um, admissions of uh, murder. I think. Ooh. They said, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I'll take the first one. I just Go got ahead. it up. You can take the next one. Yeah. Mark. Hey, Mark. Glad you're still Mark. listening. Hey, Chelsea. I know you can probably hear us all throughout your house because they got a smart home. That's right. Um, Mark said his uh, his New Year's resolution is to get out of debt, at least credit cards, because of fucking student loans. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Uh, though uh, we were talking about this a couple weeks back, you always want to be in a little, little bit of debt. Mm-hmm. Let's make your credit score. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked, dude. The system's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. What's um, the next one? Actually, the next one is a great question that I think we might save for an entire episode topic. Oh, dude, let me hear. I'm all ears. You you really want it? So, okay. Oh, give me... What's it about? What's it about? Movies and design. Oh, dude, I was wondering where that message went. I was yeah. looking all through no, my yeah, phone. It's okay, yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to save that one. Let's pocket that one. Be. That's a great topic. Um, Stay tuned, everyone. We just need to give a shout-out to somebody who... Was very upset that we they haven't received the shout out yet. I think our most faithful listener, okay, is Adolfo Alman. That's bullshit. I told him I gave him a shout out last episode. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to re-listen. I think so I don't know. He claimed that we didn't. So Adolfo, whatever. Adolfo, we love you. Thank you for listening. He, dude, he's always bringing up the podcast. He is. He's he he's is. lovely. He really is. No, yeah. You friend. brought it up last one because he says, "Oh, Adolfo, he's the furthest thing from a designer." Oh, that yeah, was how you. Right. Yeah, you de- we right. definitely. So he's getting a double call out. Fuck you, Adolfo. But also, thank you for getting rid of all of our Smirnoff ice. I didn't That's want right. it in the house anymore. Um, Samantha said something, but I can't... It's well, gone. it's gone now because she was just a See, story. See, I, I, I screenshotted it. She said, I, I want to add that I'm constantly setting goals for myself. She had that whole checklist yes. of her resolutions. That's They're right. all good. It was like, you know, saving money, yeah. uh, getting... Just being a responsible just be, adult. Yeah. I think that's the goal Dude, for 2019. Is fucked up that at the age up. of whatever you are now and whatever I am now that the concept of being a responsible adult is like a thing we have to try to do. Yeah. Right? It's How fucked, gross dude? is that? It's disgusting. How gross is that? Ugh. The fact that I've been living for so many years not doing that is also disgusting. Dude... <laughs> budgeting, like eating healthy. eating healthy. Oh my god! Which goes hand in hand when you're, you know, cooking your own food. You're we, budgeting your. You know, we do have a, a delicious we, Sunday sauce simmering right there now. There is. It's simmering. It's simmering. Um, that's all I have for for this week. Oh, that that was it. That was it. You, I thought I you were about to say like no, a thing, nothing and then you didn't. Nothing didn't say anything. No. Did we? Did we do a cold open? Yeah, you okay. had that bit about the thing. That's right. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> virtual reality, dead. Augmented reality, that's the future. Get your eyeballs checked. Wow. For implants. Dude, if, if, if robot eyeball implants are a thing, what color eyes are you going to get? Because I, I have brown right now, and I'm kind of bored Wait, with brown. Wait, do you think that the headset aspect of VR is part of its downfall? Yes. The, the, the fact that you have to put on a thing and close out the world and also be standing in a room 12 feet by 12 feet with the fuck... I think it's the HTZ Vive has the two rods you have to Well, put on. Uh, the Oculus has these sensors, too. Uh, I think that uh, Ralph, um, Samantha's uh, brother-in-law, has... At least four of them in the room, possibly six. It's so much set yeah. up. It's like in the corners and then like the side walls. I think. I think there's yeah, six. It'd of be them. Fun. You almost have to dedicate a room to that shit. Yeah, that's part of its downfall, and why I think AR is more practical. But do you think that in the in the future we'll have future, future, a future. smaller headset that? can scan the room and recognize the room. No, I think Almost in the way that the iPhone can now has that measurement tool that no- That is like, cool. All you that's have to, AR. That's yeah. So all you have to do is just like scan your surroundings for a minute and then it can measure anything. It's pretty accurate. So too. it's like why couldn't a headset do the same thing? Like a smaller headset, no. right? 
you look around the room, it scans the room, it knows your your boundaries, and you're going to live without that sensor. I feel like that's going to happen. Nah, dude, the concept of a headset, it's, it's not going to fly. Yeah. I, I feel like it's already, like, no one wants to, just to go about their daily tasks putting on a, a fucking headset. Mm. When, if Google Glass or contact lenses or eyeballs with an eye and then yeah. a ball, you know, like mm. eye, like Apple eyeball. eyeball. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you could just, if these glasses could project shit, why would I ever put a headset on? Well, I'm sorry. Head, head, that's, no, no, no. What I, my point is that. What is your fucking point, dude? Glasses like that, not only projecting things, but putting you into a world. Like, like I feel like the headsets will one day be just as small as a pair of glasses that you're wearing right now anyway. You know? That's my point. Listen, all I'm saying is the, Warber, the Warby Parker eyeball, mm. I'm going to get it. I'm definitely going to go green eyes. Yeah? Maybe one green and one brown. Get that heterochromia going. All right, we're jumping a shark right now, I think, brother. Did we, we <laughs> jump a shark like 30 seconds in? I think we're done here. All right. The fire went out, actually. You might want to light another match on this microphone. Guys, this is... Uh, do we ever, <laughs> dude, wait, did we ever figure out a closing? No, we're 12 episodes in. We have no closing. Oh, man, we need a closer. Um, DM us with some closer ideas. Yeah, yeah DM us with the closer ideas. Put up a story about that, too. People respond to the stories. Yeah. Um, take care of yourselves and your eyeballs. Oh, wow. That, what if that was it? That is it. That's what we go with now. I think so. All right. Oh, we got a bonus. We got a bonus. What's Stay tuned. Bonus? We got a bonus. Oh, I don't know about the bonus yet. Okay. It's a little vulgar. We'll decide on it. We'll see. Okay. If there's, if there's no bonus after this, it means it's a little too vulgar. Yeah. But there that's is a bonus. Come, that's going to come out in 200 episodes when we do our... our Recap of. I think maybe you don't want to put that up. No, I'm yeah, thinking no, what maybe. we talked about. Okay, bye, everyone. All right, bye. Fast side. Oh, I like it.